Welcome, everybody. It's your host, Joe Soto, here with the podcast Client Loyalty Secrets. So lucky to have you. So happy to have you here. This podcast right here, Client Loyalty Secrets, is designed for the financial advisor who wants to keep their best clients, their loyal clients, and wants to grow a loyal client base. Now, why is it that we love loyal clients? Several reasons. They require very little marketing. They're also some of our best salespeople. They actually go out there and sell for us. They're also some of the most enjoyable people that we love to work with because they're easy to work with. They're also very high revenue generating clients. This is the reason why we love loyal clients. They represent oftentimes 80% of the total revenue in our firms. So without further ado, join me in today's episode of Client Loyalty Secrets with your host, Joe Soto, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Client Loyalty Secrets here with your host, Joe Soto. Look, we got a lot to cover this week. Oh, my goodness. What in the world happened to the stock market here in the last two to three weeks? This is certainly unbelievable. Um, Probably like uh, nothing we've seen in a very, very long time. And today, what I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to make the topic of the podcast I wanted to give you seven conversations, seven things that you can talk to your clients about, about helping them through this particular situation. Uh, it's important that in moments like this, that you know you you kind of do some soul searching and also do a lot of researching in the markets and realize that you know at the end of the day, you know we're working with uh, real people, and these people a lot of times we tell them look, you need to have a long-term plan and you need to follow your plan. And hopefully you're doing some planning for your clients. But look, as financial advisors, it's so important, right? That we also have a plan ourselves, right? For things like this. You need to have a plan for you. You need to have a plan for your clients and you need to have a plan for your business and your brand in times like this. So today what I want to do is I want to make it more about giving you some tools, right? Some resources on things that you can talk to your clients about to kind of help them through this uh, enormous patch of volatility and uncertainty that we're running into the markets today. So without further ado, why don't we go right in and get into the seven tips or seven mindsets that you should be sharing with your clients to help them navigate through this very, very uh, tumultuous time that we have, not only in the markets, but in our society. So Without further ado, let's get into it. The first one is we want to remind our clients, right, that that we are really in in a relationship and they're in a relationship with their investments for the long term. Okay, and you also, you know, this is a good opportunity for you to validate, you know, your role in this relationship. But take, for example, if you got somebody, I mean, it doesn't matter who, who your client base is, right? If you have somebody that the younger they are, the easier it is to relay this message about uh, planning on living for a long time, right? That's the first mindset, right? The first principle. Remind your clients, look, 
plan on living a long time. So if you're dealing with somebody in their 20s, what's the life expectancy, right? For males, it's like 90, females 92, depending on, you know, which charts you decide to read. So listen, you know, it is, it doesn't even matter, right? Like, like, I, mean, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, but like if you're dealing with somebody in their 60s, right? And they're going absolutely bonkers right now and, and rightfully so, right? Because this is scary. Well, a good thing that you could do is remind them that, hey, you know, you have a life expectancy of 90 years old. This is a 30-year plan that we have built. And, you know, I, I am assuming, right, that uh, that you have uh, written financial plans for your clients. Now, I know a lot of folks uh, don't buy into this. A lot of people don't do them unless, you know, they're charging for it. Listen, I'm a big financial planner in my firm. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's at the core of my business. And I can honestly tell you, I did not get that many phone calls uh, in the last two weeks, probably less than five calls. Uh, now, I did proactively reach out to a lot of my clients during this time, and I also talked to them periodically. So that kind of helps too. But, you know, you, ha- you have to really uh, embrace the financial planning process, okay? Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're focused on insurance, whether you're at a wirehouse or you're an independent advisor. Um, you know, you wouldn't take somebody on a trip and not tell them where, where, you know, where you're going uh, without showing them a map or showing them a GPS or something, showing them, hey, look, this is how we're going to get there. We may run into some some uh, uh, some challenges here. We may need to recalculate route here. But, you know, listen, if you're at, at this time, right, um, you know, if, if you haven't already done some financial planning for your clients, like this is a good time to start. OK, it'll shift the conversation. And, and look, I, this is what I would tell you. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know what everybody's situation is on the other side of this call, but I would say embrace the financial planning philosophy and incorporate it as part of your business. Um, I know uh, a lot of people, like I said, won't do it unless you charge for it. Some people don't want to pay for it. But look, in my, my opinion, people need it. People need financial plans. And look, in times like this, the financial advisor needs it. And one great way to use the plan right now is reminding people, say, look, we built this plan this is for the next 30 years. And, and you got all kind of data to kind of help the client navigate through this. If you're just selling investments, right, you were looking like a hero, you know, a couple months ago. And now, you know, the conversation is going to be very difficult. And not to mention, you know, uh, it, it's going to be very difficult for you to, 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 you know, to insulate your client from uh, from people, you know, calling your particular client. So let's move on to um, mindset or principle number two of things that you could be talking to your clients about to help them navigate through this uh, coronavirus uh, patch of volatility. Uh, that we're running into right now. The second one is, uh, you know, reminding clients that, you know, cash is not always king, right? So, so for example, um, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, hoarding cash, a lot of people thinking, look, I need to take all my cash, uh, all my investments and put it into cash. You know, we know uh, as financial advisors that there's a cost to keeping a whole bunch of money in cash. And yes, you know, hindsight's always 2020. Somebody that's got all their money in cash right now is going to say, hey, look, this is great. I had all my money in cash. But we know, again, it comes to that planning word again, that when you start looking at a 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 year, the majority of our clients are going to have, you know, anywhere between 20 and 40 year plans, depending on how young your target client is. And cash does not help a client achieve their goals. 
This is like a known fact, right? Inflation, etc. So this is a good time, actually, a good opportunity. You know, I've been telling my clients, look, right now it's Black Friday in the markets. You know, it's a good opportunity to actually take advantage of some sales that are going on in the market. All right. So principle number three is remind clients how investments work. Okay. So a lot of times we get caught up in this idea, uh, like we know how investing works. Okay. Sometimes what you got to do is you got to take this, this this macro idea of investing and the standard deviation and the alpha and, you know, and, 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 and um, di- diversification and asset allocation and blah, blah, blah. And then another staycation, whatever the case may be. OK, I'm trying to be funny here. But look, break it down. Go back and start talking to your clients about the power of compounding. Talk to your clients about the fact that those bonds are paying interest. Talk to your clients about the fact that those dividends are paying, those stocks are paying dividends and they're buying more shares, right? You know, I always advocate, you know, to my clients here at Client Loyalty Secrets that, you know, expansion is forever. That means the education that you do as a financial advisor for yourself and for your clients is forever. It never stops. You'll be surprised, right? You talk to people that you think are have advanced investment knowledge. And when you go and you remind them of the law of compounding interest and how it's working in their portfolio and it's buying shares right now and is actually helping them grow economically. And you let them know that actually volatility is, is necessary in order for portfolios to grow, in order to prevent major market bubbles. You'll be surprised at the reaction a lot of those clients have. So just, you know, remember this, right? Always be a student, right? Be a student of how to educate your clients. Be a student of communication. Be a student of behavioral finance. I cannot even tell you. I was looking at my Audible uh, thing that I use. Uh, Shout out to Audible. I'm not getting any type of uh, kickback or anything from Audible, but I do use Audible. uh, And I read a lot of books. But for me, you know, like uh, listening to them, it, it works out pretty good, especially in the commute. Not much commuting right now, but anyways, I was reading, I think I read like probably 20 something books last year uh, or heard 20 something books. And I think uh, it's crucial, right? As financial advisors that we're constantly, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, kudos to you. The average financial advisor doesn't listen to podcasts. The average financial advisor doesn't read books. Well, what are you supposed to do in times like this? The average financial advisor doesn't do financial planning. So what are you supposed to talk to your clients about right now? You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, education, invest in your own education, invest in your own expansion and constantly remind your clients, constantly remind your clients of the things that you're learning and teach them about what you're learning. Okay, let's move on to principle number four remind clients that emotions are pretty much the worst enemy of any plan. Look, this is something that I'm scratching my head right now. You can't see me. Actually, I'm scratching my eyebrow because it just makes, gives me a twitch. I see all the selling that's taking place right now. And the selling is what's creating what's happening in the market. I see articles in the news that that uh, Fidelity reported that they had the the, the, the biggest amount of trading in account closures, um, uh, or, or, or trading in 401ks. And I think it's it, instead of account closures. Please don't quote me on that. I know 
Like they said, there was just this huge amount of trading that took place. People reallocating their portfolios in the middle of the crisis, in the middle of this uh, volatility. And obviously, as they're selling these investments, somebody's buying them. I and I was wondering, was like, who's buying all these uh, all these shares uh, that these people are selling virtually uh, at a huge discount? Uh, so now, you know, instead of instead of selling high and buying low. Unfortunately, a lot of investors are selling low. And then when the market started to go back up and they're making 15, 20%, then that's when they want to go back in. So you want to remind clients, right, of, of the role that emotions play in their particular investment strategy. And look, I think it's also very important, right, that you as a financial advisor, as you're listening to this, that, uh, you know, you recognize that, you know, we as financial advisors, um, sometimes we become sabotaged just on the constant changes that are taking place in the industry, in our companies, and then you throw the markets in there. And I think, you know, it, it becomes a real problem sometimes for financial advisors to to be able to, 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 to have a value proposition. Now, what's your value proposition now? Okay. What are you telling your clients now about your role in their financial lives? Okay. This is so important as a financial advisor for you to actually dig deep and ask yourself, right? How do I develop a, a, a solid value proposition that it doesn't matter what type of changes are taking place, whether it be my company, in the markets, in the regulatory environment, that I can kind of stick to my guns, stick to my principles, because this is how you're going to create loyalty with your clients. They want to know what you stand for in times like this. So it's so important, right, that you remind, you remind clients not to become emotional. And you as a financial advisor, it's crucial that you don't become emotional yourself. Principle number five, remind clients that this volatility that's taking place right now in many ways is boringly normal. Yes. So depending on which statistic you look at, whether you go back to 1929 or 1980, which is usually the two data points that I see when we take big batches of data and we're looking at volatility, that a 20% correction usually takes place once every five years. A 10% correction normally takes place once a year, and a 5% correction is as common as once a quarter. Okay, so why is everybody freaking out on this particular situation? Everybody's freaking out because we had over 10 years without a 20% correction. We've been in the longest bull market ever. So you got to remind clients of the normality of what is happening right now. Okay? And it's important, right? It's important that you that you as a financial advisor that you have plans in your business to communicate to clients in times of chaos. This is why I advocate all the time I don't just talk about doing financial plans for your clients. That's to me, that's a no brainer. But you as a financial advisor, you need to have a plan for your career and a plan for your business and brand, both in good times and bad times. Look, listen, six months ago, I just told you a few minutes ago that I didn't get that many phone calls during all this crazy volatility. I was shocked and I was also proud. You know why? Because six months ago, three months prior to that, I was already talking to my clients. And I was telling clients about taking some profits off the table. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I saw the coronavirus was coming and all that. No, I'm not even going to listen. 
I would get thrown off the universe if I was I would be a clown for, for lying. Okay? But I didn't know that the weather had been tremendously sunny for a very long time. So I kept trying to tell my clients, hey, listen, you know, because they wanted to be more aggressive. So it was constant opportunity to communicate to them at that time about their goals, their objectives, uh, the necessity to generate the right level of return to achieve their particular targets. Okay? So it's so important, right, that you as a financial advisor, that you have plans in your business, contingency plans in your business uh, of communication, constant communication throughout the year in good times and bad times. And this is one of the things that I teach to my clients through client loyalty secrets about, you know, how to generate more loyal clients, clients that are going to stay on the ship with you uh, no matter what's going on in the weather. Okay. All of us want those type of clients, but those clients are not going to be, they don't just happen. You kind of have to earn them. Okay. And that's essentially why I created this company, right? Because, you know, I spent all these years in the major Wall Street firms. And I mean, they, they, it was always like, let me show you the benefit of this product. Let me show you the, the features of this product, how to sell this, how to sell that. Let me show you a technique to do this, a technique to do that. So the target was always on generating more revenue or making more sales. And over the years, you know, like if, 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 if you know my story, I mean, I know there's a lot of financial advisors that know me, that follow me on this program. You know, um, I had to go through two moves between two major Wall Street firms within one year. Okay. Bit of a crazy story. One for another day. Maybe I'll make a podcast out of that on the next one. But I got an opportunity to see what client loyalty looks like, you know, butt naked <laughs> uh, in short. So it's important, okay? It's super important that you have methodologies in place throughout the year, you know, in sunny weather, in stormy weather, and that you have contingency plans. This creates so much loyalty in your client base. Let's move on. Number six out of seven, right? Remind clients about diversification and why it works, okay? Now, Depending on who you are, when you're listening to this, you might have a different methodology on how you manage money. Okay. But unless you're Warren Buffett that talks about, you know, diversification, uh, he, he's kind of like, uh, like anti-diversification. I always tell people where well, if you got, you know, billions and billions of dollars, you can afford, I guess, not to diversify. Right. But for the average person and understanding that we're dealing with, uh, limited information in many, many regards, not having all your eggs in one basket is fruitful. There's proof to this. So as a financial advisor, you want to make sure you equip yourself with the knowledge of how diversification works in different environments and be able to communicate this in an efficient way so your clients can feel confident about what it is that they're doing. Again, look, you know, if you're not applying any of these things right now, listen, I understand, okay? Look, like I said, I spent so many so, so many years working some, for some major Wall Street firms, and I, I almost like it was my own thirst to learn and invest in my own education. How I kind of stumbled into this, okay? Uh, today I have my own independent firm, you know, and, and and it's doing well and it's growing, but you know this didn't happen overnight. So just some of the things that I'm sharing with you, some of the things I shared through with my consulting company, Client Loyalty Secrets, right? Um, how, how to actually, 
uh, manage money for clients in a way that you can communicate in a way that's transparent and in a way that you have some control. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of my peers, I mean, they were struggling, you know, especially uh, earlier during the year, you know, when their portfolios were, 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 were struggling and compared to the markets, a lot of people that, you know, how do you communicate to a client? You're up 7%, markets up 25. Okay. Do you take the client from the 7% portfolio and you put them on the 25 one? Or do you have a methodology in place, something to justify the fact that they're making seven and not 25? You understand what I'm saying? And this is the part where you want to remind your clients the whole objective and the idea behind diversification and why it works. Last but not least, we'll wrap up with this one. You need to speak to your clients about the cost of not staying invested. This is no secret, okay? I mean, a client that sells in this environment, my friends, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay dearly. And look, a big part of the reason why I started this company is because I, I just remember a lot of my old colleagues, um, they struggled with keeping their clients invested in, in environments like this. And, you know, I think part of it, again, is developing the infrastructure around your business that allows clients to understand, okay, we're at point A, we're going to point B, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to take the cruise ship, not the speedboat, and this is what it's going to look like. You know, don't ask me, why are we not on the speedboat when we're in the cruise ship? There's benefits to both. Okay, and there's there's pros and cons to both. But we're going to figure out what those pros and cons are before we even leave the bay. Okay, but there are risk, major risk, like you can die risk your investment health could die if you jump from the cruise ship to the speedboat in the middle of the road, in the middle, not the road, in the middle of the ocean, I should say. Does that make sense? I mean, look, there's so much data, right? That says, I, I, I'm looking at a piece of data here on the S&P 500 performance of $10,000 invested between January 4th, 1999 and December 31st, 2018, right? If you just missed, let's see, the return, the return from 19, excuse me, the return from of the S&P 500 from 1999 to $10,000 investment of a $10,000 investment from 1999 to 2018 would have been right around 5.6%. But if you had just missed six of the best 10 days that occurred within two weeks of the 10 worst days, the best day was in 2000 from from the best day from 2015 through August 26 was only two days after the worst day in August 24th. Your return, if you would have just missed 10, 10 days, 10 of the best days would have been 2 percent, 2 percent versus 5.6 percent for just missing 10 of the best days during that time frame. So you have to equip yourself with your talking points. You have to have an investment philosophy. Look, I always tell my friends that are in the business, I tell my clients that are part of Client Loyalty Secrets, I say, look, you need to have a very clear value proposition and you need to understand what you stand for. Because you either stand for something or you'll fall for anything, okay? This is the reason why in Client Loyalty Secrets, you know, I developed a four-step process four-step process, and I'm going to give it to you right now that I share with my clients to help them kind of achieve a business that's manageable, that allows you to live your life, still maintain, you know, uh, a work-life balance, make some good money, 
but most importantly, help your clients achieve their objectives. First one is developing a a, a clear uh, fact map of where you're at today in your business. So what's working, what's not working, what do you need to learn and what do you need to leverage, right? The second one is developing a mission statement. Mission statement for you, a mission statement for your clients and for your practice. You know, the mission statement is kind of what do you want to see now, right, from your business? A vision statement is where do you want your your business to be in the future, right? Well, what's the vision statement for your clients? What's the vision statement for you? And what's the vision statement for your practice? Now, when I say for you, I mean your career. You know, uh, I can tell you that a lot of financial advisors, they get shocked when companies come in and they make huge changes in the marketplace, huge changes in their compensation, huge changes in the rules of the game. And they're like, oh man, my company changed. Now I got to go back and do whatever they're saying just to make money. Man, that's 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 a weakness of a plan. That's a weakness of no mission, no vision for your own particular situation. You didn't plan for you. You didn't plan for your clients. You didn't plan for your practice. So at Client Loyalty Secrets, I take the clients through that pass, right? First step, like I said, is developing a current fact map of where your business is today. What's working? What's broken? What do you need to learn? What do you need to leverage? The next thing is developing a mission for you, your clients, and your practice. Number three is a vision, again, for you, your client, and your practice. And last but not least, once we develop that 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 outlook, once we know where we're at, once we know where we're going, we're going to develop, I'm going to give you a an annual system that you can break down into quarterly targets and, uh, and allows you to measure how you're moving towards those targets and be able to build on that momentum to continue to advance week after week after week, right? Because we take the annual targets, we break them down into quarterly targets, and then we break them down even into weekly targets all the way down to daily targets. My friends, this is the only way, right, that this business is going to work for your clients. This is the only way that you're going to have some sense of control in times of chaos like this. This is the only way that your business is going to be a good representation of what you want to do. I've never met a financial advisor that, you know, that didn't have their heart in the right place when they first came into the business. But all the constant change in the corporate policy, all the constant change in the business, all the constant change in the markets sedates us, sometimes literally and sometimes externally, right? With outside sources, right? Sedates us to not want to feel, to not want to be present because we feel out of control. I want to give some of that control back to you. And that's the reason why I created Client Loyalty Secrets. Go to clientloyaltysecrets.com if you want to find out more, my friends. Look, I'm going to recap real quick on the seven principles, seven mindsets that you can share with your clients uh, to help them get through this uh, coronavirus volatility that's going on right now. But these principles will serve you well, regardless whether um, you use them now or in the future. I suggest you write them down. Number one, plan on living a long time. Number two, remind clients that cash is not always king. Number three, sometimes you got to break down the macro level stuff and educate your clients on basic things like compound interest. So education is number three. Simple education is number three. Number four, avoid remind your clients that their emotions are their worst enemy. And they're also your worst enemy too. Number five, don't remind them that they're your worst enemy. Just remind your clients that their emotions are the, your worst enemy. I'm reminding you that your emotions can get in the way too. Number five, 
remind your clients of volatility is right now the way it is is boringly normal do not let them get off their plan to get off you know derail derail them from where they're going number six educate your clients on the concept of diversification how it works so they can be at ease they know that not all their eggs are in one basket and number seven remind your clients that staying invested matters and if they miss just a couple of the best days in the rebound that the cost is dearly my friends i just want to thank you so much for tuning in today i know i went a little bit over but hopefully this will help you help your clients and at the end of the day you know this is what i'm in here for i'm in here to help financial advisors so they can help themselves and by me helping financial advisors be stronger better equipped to be in the marketplace then you can help your clients i'm logging off my friends joe soto here with client loyalty secrets helping changing the lives of financial advisors and their clients one message at a time make it a great day